Welcome to Johnny and Josie are having a baby with you. Yes. Um, Hello, I'm (laughs) Josie Long. And I'm Johnny Donoghue. We are two British London-based comedians and a real-life living and breathing couple who have, um, through sex, made a child. (laughs) I I can't tell you how much that was not your best introduction. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But um, I love you very much. I love you too. We're very happy together. Yes. And I want to have a family with you. Which is lucky because that ship has sailed. Yeah, I was hoping for another year of freedom. But... You were hoping to have a career as a DJ. I don't want to be a DJ. I wanted to have a child with you. Which is lucky. Because I am. Yeah. But I was hoping to have a bit more time to uh, sort some things out. But it, it, to your DJ career. That's right. But it's too late. Um, and that's fine. <laughs> Josie and Johnny are having a I, I love you very much. I'm very excited about us having a child. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. But I know nothing. I know absolutely nothing. Um, and really, I think you feel you're in the same boat. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of preparation for birth. Really? My life is about pre- preparing for birth. I want to have a good birth. That's very important to me. But I did realise the other day that after that... There's going to be quite a lot more to do. Yeah, after that, it, it had better be plain sailing. I think the difference is, um, once the baby's born... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, there's no point knowing anything then, because it's just happening. You can't... There's nothing to know, there's whereas nothing. the birth you can prep for. And, right. I, and the worst part is a lot of the advice is like, well, the thing is, everyone's different, so your baby will be different. And it's like, well, that's not helpful. Yeah. So, How many times will they need this? <laughs> be very specific. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're talking to lots of um, well-known people. Um, who are successful in their own industry of uh, some form of uh, art. And today we're talking to a dear friend of ours who's called Jen Brister. She's a stand-up comedian and she's a busy, working mother of two. She She has has twin boys. Three years old. Um, Sheesh! Even (laughs) as not-yet-parents, sheesh. Whenever I think life is hard, we're having a baby, I've got to get ready, I've got to do things, I remember some people are having twins and I think... Wow, that's so awful. That's I mean, harsh. I think, well, get it all out of the way, and within a couple of years, they'll be chatting to each other, and it will be cute. I guess that's true, but to begin with, that is... I mean, imagine you don't have kids, and then suddenly you've immediately got two. Yeah. Dogs have loads. How do they cope? Litters. Well, this is the thing. Yeah, but if you're a human being and you're breastfeeding, mm. I assume you kind of have to, like, be engaged. Whereas a dog just lies down... And they all just jump on. <laughs> Dog doesn't have to do nothing. Dog just lies there, tongue out. What? <laughs> and the puppies go for it. I don't know. Maybe we're really demeaning how hard it is for a mum dog. Well, this is very sweet. But, um, yeah, so as you say, Jen Brister has twin boys, which, yeah, definitely seems very full on to have twins. And uh, her and her partner, Chloe, had their children through IVF. Mm. Um, they had three cycles of IVF. So... That's, that's really the opposite of us, in that that's a lot of planning and decision-making. Yeah, and sort of being there in a really conscious, practical, 
um, way, sort of knowing when it's happening and, yeah, uh, and also, yeah, an experience that is really different to us and, mm. like, good to find out about and good to talk about. In terms of parenting and sleeplessness, mm. I'm excited uh, about this talk with Jen because I do feel a bit like if you've done twins, you're kind of like a wise sage. Mm. And, like, I've had twice as much experience in the same amount of time. Do you think if you've had twins, there isn't anything left you don't know? About parenting? No, I mean everything. <laughs> yeah, but also, there must be people listening who've had triplets who are like, twins, I dream of twins. Huh. Triplets? Tri- I've got quads! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Octa mum. There's a woman who had eight, eight babies. They called her Octa mum. I know! Is this something a bit dodgy about it? Also, um, another interesting... Does she classic. also fight crime? <laughs> no, that's a villain, not a hero, Octomum. Why? I don't know, just Octo. Anything to do with octopuses, that's a villain, not a hero. You think of octopuses as the villains of the sea? Yeah, they get out of their tanks at night. What? You didn't know this. No? Octopuses can climb up the side of their tanks and get out during... They run around the aquarium at night. What do they do? Not much. (laughs) I know that if an octopus was able to um, uh, live on land, it would be cleverer than a man, according to something I read in a magazine eight years ago. Wow. Eight years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And also, when I say a man, I don't mean mankind. I mean just some man. (laughs) Jeff. (laughs) You have twins. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Look at your face. I, I am really, it's funny, I think it's taken being pregnant and taking, you know, gradually becoming more realistic about what it means to have a baby, to be like, how are you dealing with two of them at once? What are you doing? What is, oh, how? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, if you were to say to me, what what happens in the first eight weeks? I'd be like, don't know, mate. Got no idea. I cannot, cannot remember. Like, complete amnesia of anything that's <laughs> happened before. And I think that's the only way people have more, is because they completely forget. Because if you actually remembered the horror of it, you would never have another one. Are they fraternal or identical? Fraternal. Okay, so that's... Yeah, because all that happened was, it was IVF, obviously, lesbos, uh, and we... Um, we panic bought. That's what happened. I see. We're going to try. Just <laughs> but then, so then it could have been that you'd had like triplets or something. Well, we didn't even think about. To be honest, I didn't want Chloe, my partner, to put mm. two in. I was like, look, what if we do get twins? I don't think I can handle twins. Okay. I don't think I want twins. And she was like, look, because it hadn't worked. This so was like our you, third go. Mind, would you mind taking us back? When did you decide to have kids? I was just thirty-seven. And Chloe was nearly 35. And we went to the clinic and um, we were like, oh, who's going to do it? You know, who's going to do it? And we went in and the doctor was really blunt. We were like, he was like, how old are you? And I went, I'm going to be, I'm 37. And he went, so Chloe, how old are you? And he went 34. And he just went, not you, you, you should do it. And I was like, whoa, mister, <laughs> hang on a second That's there. Like, um, the statistics are from 17th century France. <laughs> yeah. I will share with you the article. <laughs> how are you to know how, you know... <laughs> Closed it, and then once the whole thing got started, I was yeah, more than happy for her to yeah. do it. I Is am it? delighted, for instance, that I'm not doing it. I'm delighted. Well, I would like, be absolutely I mean, obviously you know, amazed impossible, if you could. Yeah. But also, um, 
for a good reason. I would be, I mean, you are very stoic with the pain and discomfort, whereas I am quite, I mean, I'm quite wimpy. <laughs> I feel like that's very complimentary to me, considering I think I've been a big baby. This whole, <laughs> like, you should see me now. So I'm, I'm eight months pregnant now and like lying down in bed has mm. become difficult. Of course. I don't know why. I'm, like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable yeah. lying in my bed. Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to have to turn over. <laughs> but you, you can't lie on your back. Obviously, you can't lie on your front. Obviously, you can't. Uh, so oh, you, right side, they're like, you better not lie on your you right side. You can't lie on your right oh. side. Because if you do, you might suffocate the baby. <laughs> so then I still do because like the half to. the midwives are like, please, if you're not sleeping, it's better to sleep a bit on your right side. Yeah. Just, oh, my God. Gosh. Everyone does. I, I mean, I think babies are a little bit more, you know, they're made of sturdier stuff than, mm. than we assume. But they, they, there is a lot of panicking mm. all the time. I, I would take it, I wouldn't say take it with a pinch of salt, but I would like, you know, you don't have to be extreme about it. Because otherwise, it's, she's right. I think if you don't, if you can't sleep, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. I haven't slept on my right side. Or at all. <laughs> or at all. For six months. Yeah. <laughs> with something like OVF, it's something that I don't have... Uh, any knowledge oh, of or experience God. of but I can imagine only because of how intense and brutal the first 12 weeks of pregnancy are in terms of the hormones that it must be like a big deal to like yeah. undergo because IVF isn't an exact science so mm. that and people you don't know that when you go when you go you think they'll go oh you're, these are your hormones and so we will do this and then you will be pregnant but actually what they do is they just like talk in tongues to you for about 20 minutes and you go you'll say um what are the chances of being uh, getting pregnant if we were to do it this way? Well, you have on average a 48% chance of over 60% of women that may or may not be pregnant within a 12-week period that may or may not happen if you are six foot one or between four foot two or you were born oh between the 11th of September and the 4th of February. You're like, what the effing hell? So there is no, there's no, you don't know. And, 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 and the entire time they go, it may be like when Chloe didn't get pregnant a couple of times, they go, well, you might need a test. And you go, oh, right, okay, well, what does this test do? This will just test to see if maybe uh, your, her immune system is too strong and it's attacking the embryo. Oh, okay, did you think that's what it is? We won't know until we have the test. Or oh, how much is the test? Oh, it's £1,000. And so... <laughs> Do you think we should have it? It's up to you if you have it or not. And it's oh. like, whoa! So every t- and everything is like, that's about £1,000. And if we do that, it's about £1,000. You're like, whoa, this is already... I've, where am I supposed to find that £1,000? Mm. So that entire time, you just don't know. And if you are, like, for some women who are, like, on the seventh or eighth go of IVF then you are going to end up taking all these tests because you're going to be like, I've got to just know what's working, what isn't. So you could, people spend like 40 grand trying to get a baby. And, you know, it's, it, it's when you go to these clinics, there's a lot of women weeping in corners. It's awful. It's <laughs> really awful. <laughs> because everyone that's in there isn't pregnant. And did you find like there was a sense of like people met people and chatted to each other and supported each other or was it a little bit more like uh, no, people you say? No, not talk to anyone. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that happened. I walked into the waiting room and I spotted someone I knew. And he was there with his partner and he just immediately lowered his gaze. I sat, you know, where I sat and we never spoke. And then when I saw him afterwards, we didn't talk about it. Really? We never spoke of it. And he he, he and his partner had a baby, but we, we've never... It's never been on the table for discussion. No, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know... for, for and, I, and I suppose I had never thought about it that way, that there might be any kind of embarrassment or shame or, or whatever attached to going through IVF. Obviously, as a gay woman, what else are we going to do? Sure. It's not like, you know, rub our hands together and hope for the best, you know. Um, 
And also, um, I, you know, that feeling of, of is it uh, uh, shame or is it is it just a feeling of, this is just so personal? This is yeah, just shame so is the wrong life. word. You're right. It, 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 yeah, no, you're right. Personal, is it? I mean, it can be a mixture and of And revealing, yeah, isn't it? Just, it? just sort of says something. And you don't want people... And I, I suppose for a man, you don't want people saying, oh, I don't want to think that there's anything wrong with my knackers. You know, I'm, I'm very virile, you know. Mm. When I'm not thinking anything, I'm like, oh, mate, you're doing it as well. I'm doing yeah. it. What's it like? How you doing? Yeah. Where it'd be really nice to, like, actually be like, let's all have camaraderie here. We're all bloody giving it a go. Yeah, exactly. I know. But the, the other thing is the, the beauty about you guys... Um, is that you don't get people going, in my age now, when people are trying for a baby, then it suddenly gets a lot harder. And, mm. oh, and, and then people spectating. ask, yeah, everyone's spectating, going, oh, you know, I've got a friend, she was pregnant, she had a miscarriage. And there's a bit of me that wants to go, oh, so are you guys still, but I don't. Because I'm like, it's not like, first it's none of my business, but I made the mistake of telling people, that Chloe and I were going to this clinic to, to try and have a baby. That was the worst mistake I ever made. Really? You're pregnant, yeah? Is anyone pregnant yet? Oh, no. Is someone pregnant yet? I was like, mate, if, one of, <laughs> if someone was pregnant, I think we'd have told you. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny if you're like, oh, yeah, like eight months. <laughs> yeah. Did, you like, oh, <laughs> did we not mention that? Why did yeah. you? In fact, they were born. <laughs> mate. <laughs> I, I've had a, I had a, my experience of, of kind of fertility and anxiety around it's been really unusual because... All my life since I was 19 years old, I've had this uh, PCOS uh, thing, which is like uh, like a collection of symptoms. No. Yeah, sorry, you're right. I should say polycystic, polycystic ovarian syndrome. That's what I've got. Well, oh, this is the most interesting thing in the world. You start growing so, a beard. No one tells you about that. Thanks well, very much. <laughs> so many female comedians have it. It is bizarre. I Do don't you know, know why. It, it gives you personality type or the testosterone. Yes. It's ah. the testosterone you get from it. It's so interesting. And I don't know whether performance, because the adrenaline spikes and the cortisol spikes uh, move around, it like do, put pressure on your hormones, or whether you're that sort of personality type, so you're suited to that kind of performance style, yeah. or whether it's a bit of both. Maybe it's a bit of both. Is that is that true then? That you know other women I that do stand-up they've got? I could possibly list 10 or 15. Are you joking? No. Mm. I'll tell you after. I'm going to out every single one <laughs> of the PCOS. I don't think I've ever talked about my... I've never talked about the fact that I've got polycystic ovaries just because I was never trying to get pregnant. And da, 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 da. Mm. I've always had problems with my period, but I definitely started to notice in my late 20s that uh, the facial hair was uh, getting a little bit crazy. I've always just had a nice little security layer of um, hormonal weight gain. Yeah. <laughs> always yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's what a lot of my friends have got and I, did, I, did, I didn't get that but I got the beard. So I guess, you know, swings around. Swings around about. But, I, but because of that, like all my life I've had basically doctors saying to me it's going to be really difficult for you to get pregnant that they'll you know this is something that affects fertility you know you really really have to stay on top Mm. of uh, managing it you have to think about this like I'd had kind of and so what was so weird was for that to not play out yeah and the opposite yeah to be like oh um um so were you expecting, did you guys go, right, well, we'll try and see and if it happens. We made a decision that we were going, we were like, yes, we're going to have kids. Uh, and Yes, it's going to be difficult. Yes, it's going to be difficult, but we're not going to start trying now. We are going to wait a year. You I'm going to go to India show. for three months. Oh, God. oh my God, you <laughs> And then we, that was a firm discussion. I was a bit like, oh, I, I, I need to wait another year. I'm anxious about money. I'm anxious about this. And then... Um, we were watching um, uh, American Horror Stories. 
Um, oh, which series? At uh, first series. Okay. Which Josie had seen, and I had I know I'd no very good. It. So we're in the middle of watching that in a uh, friend's house in LA because we're staying there because uh, Josie was doing uh, a show there, and he'd lent us. He's a a, a Brit, and he'd lent us his house. We're watching that, and Josie came back from the bathroom and laughed, and sort of I could. She had that anxious laughter, and she went, <laughs> "I'm pregnant." <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, what did you? Did you do? Um, I, I so still then, feel like we were very cautious, but obviously we weren't. I feel the. I think there's a thing which is that if you're like. With a partner and like you're in a heterosexual relationship and you're like, I think we are going to do it at some, are going to have kids at some point. Definitely. There is a part of you somewhere yeah, but on some brain. level that goes, I think we'll be fine any time. On some oh, level. I bet we will be back in just a second after this short break. Josie and Johnny There is a myth about fertility as well, as if there is like every woman. Um, uh, yeah, because I, I can't, that was it. I, when Chloe was the one that was like, all right, she's going to be the one that does it. I was talking to a friend and she said, oh, why didn't you do it? And I said, oh, I'm 37, I'm a bit old, blah, blah, blah. And she went, oh, you're not too old. My friend got pregnant at 44. And I was like, okay, fine. Maybe your friend did. Hmm. But that's really, that, that's not that common. And then there are complications as you get older. And I think my generation, we were just, you know, drowning in arrested development and 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 all being sold the the myth that you can have it all, that you can have this amazing career and then you can have kids. Mm. But actually, a lot of my friends who are now trying to get pregnant at 40 plus. Yeah, it's not happening. I, I just I think there's going to be the pendulum swung very in one direction. I think it's going to swing back a little bit and people are going to start. I think it's but better earlier. They might try and like help more, like say, well, you know, if it is the case that people are really wanting to start later, there's we could, as a society, like help people start later. Yeah, but then when we're living in a society where it, we barely look after people who have got, you know, emergency healthcare needs and yeah. mental health. You know, there's so many people in our society that we are not supporting that I don't think, you know, middle class women who didn't get pregnant in time is a priority. <laughs> but that's I, where I'm like, that's, I want our society to be so much more caring oh, and mate, thoughtful me too. and responsive. Of course. And, <laughs> so we appreciate, you we've, know. Got, we've got a long way to go <laughs> before we get rid of that government to even make that possible. But, um, yeah, I think... I think there needs to be a conversation had with women that, that's a little bit more candid and just says, look, you know, of course you can believe it. Of course you can. Um, but do you want to do is IVF a thing that you would want to do? Is that because one of the things you could do is you can a woman can always freeze her eggs. I know some people that in America, like it's I feel like that's more of a cultural thing. Like more women are like, well, I'm at this point in my early 30s. I'm going to freeze my eggs so that later on. I can. Yeah, because then you'll have the eggs of a 35, 32, 31 year old and then pop them in your what's it and away you go. You know, that, 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 is, that is an option, but it is very, very expensive. I mean, my, my, for heterosexual women, um, I would just say, uh, you know, 
Just don't don't leave it too late. Only because it's the, not just the money, but just the emotional trauma. And like you were saying, that the amount of hormones that got that you have to get pumped it with uh, to make yourself into a position where you can your body is ready to accept the embryo for you to get pregnant is it's a lot of um, emotional. It's a real roller coaster that you and could physical do with turmoil. Phys- physically really demanding on a woman, and then you have yeah. to inject yourself every day with hormones and all that kind of thing. You know, you've got to put a pessary up your what's it and away. You know, that's full on. I mean, that's traumatic even before, you know, the blinking baby arrives and then that's flipping. My version of nesting has been um, kind of compulsive, ill-advised online buying things. How did you prepare? Okay. Everyone's ill-prepared. Even if you're one of those, (laughs) even if you're one of those um, really highly organised, slightly psychotic women that buys everything absolutely first hand doesn't get take any sec you've got everything you've got you've got the thing where you know the temperature of the water before you put the baby you've got the flipping the monitor and the what you're not you're not ready of course you're not ready i can tell you now <laughs> you're not ready but but you are ready like you're not ready because you can't anticipate what your baby's going to be like or who he or she is going to be or how you're going to behave or if they're going to sleep or how you're going to cope with sleep deprivation but you're totally ready to deal with it. You can deal with it, but you're not going to know how it's going to affect your life. You have no idea. Okay. And I can't. No one can tell you. I, mean, I can enjoy this. <laughs> this is <bit>. so terrifying, <laughs> this sort of thing, because that is what you hear from people is like, well, the thing is, it's different for everyone and you can't anticipate it. And even if I tried to explain to you, I couldn't. And I'm yeah. like, no, <laughs> that's not funny. This is what this podcast is for, you idiot. <laughs> Please. Someone was saying to me, Apart from obviously losing your children, which is the worst thing you can ever sure. imagine. What is the worst thing that you can imagine? And I said to my said to Chloe, I think, what if, you know, we brought our we bring up our kids in Brighton. They've got two gay mums. We're really left-leaning, liberal, open-minded. You know, I said, you know, going to teach them all about whatever. We live in a trans, non-binary, gender-fluid, vegan, bulgur-eating environment. Um, what is the worst thing? And I was like, what if they... You sort of push back from that mm. and end up joining the Conservative Party and end up. I can think their heroes, Jacob Rees Mogg. I was like, oh. I cannot think of anything. Our biggest. What, our what biggest am I going to do with that? that? How am I going to cope with a, a Tory for a son? Yeah. I keep thinking that what might happen is my child will become a YouTube alt right beauty blogger. <laughs> oh my god! And I'll be like, oh I have nothing. I have nothing uh, in common with you. I don't understand you. Is this because? Is this because I took you to too many festivals when you were a child? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know. I and also, how do you teach them about the awful things that happen? I think at some point I worry that my kids are going to go. Why didn't you do anything when the and NHS like, was on its I knees? Why, why? What were you doing? Not enough, clearly. <laughs> I did a lot of uh, did a lot of gigs supporting the Labour Party. I yeah, think you're fine. I, I, actually, I, I've done five gigs this year for a refugee charity, and um, <laughs> yes. we have very nice. I mean, I took the mug and I made the mug very visible in my household. <laughs> yes. yes, and I, I, I wear the T-shirt. I've got the NHS poster in the in the window. So why do you make it? My Twitter profile has uh, supports. It says choose love. Yeah, choose love. It's there. It's in the. <laughs> Is that not enough? <laughs> I did have a nightmare, like thinking about climate change and when we're all sixty, having to go up uh, 
to the courts and then they'll say, so um, just talk me through why you made this domestic flight. And you'll be like, um, well, the thing is, um, <laughs> the train was £100 <laughs> and the, the flight, flight was 40 Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, I fully understand that climate change is very bad, but I was really hoping the government would be more of a nudge oh, government. Oh, my God. And, and, and at the time, I really didn't have that extra two hours to spare uh, to get to Glasgow. Which, in retrospect, I can really see, see now. May have had a greater impact than I anticipated on booking. Yeah, I, I don't know how we're going to have those conversations with our children. It's going to be pretty hard to justify ourselves unless we've done something... But I, but I think there's I always... very much blame the generation before us at the moment. So oh, I think we should definitely blame them. Can't we just start? We can't we just start building in now this sort of idea that whilst Granny is um, very good with cakes and biscuits and things, she, she's really a monster and it's all her fault. Yeah, and we just sort of set that if it, going. If it hadn't know, been for them, yeah, and yeah. then we've had to like suffer. The, I mean, they had all the, the fruits of their, you know. At the risk of being super over earnest, I think it's like. Nice to always have reminders that you can at any point always do more because you can like and well, you, your children are always a reminder you can do more. It's absolutely the worst. But I but I don't mean like you can and you should, but you don't. I mean like there's always opportunities and stuff and hopefully. But then I don't know yeah. whether I'm being too like naive. But no, I don't think you are. I think you, you can. Of course you can. Like when um you you both kindly did that refugee gig that I, the, the, that's in Bristol, and it's I very did, good for our brand. It's, <laughs> 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 yeah, well, you're really nailing that. Um, but I, Tiernan and I, it was Tiernan Dilib and I organised that tour of gigs for yeah. refugees. Yeah. Um, and that was because uh, I just, there was a bit of me, well, apart from anything else, I was horrified about everything. Sure. And I just thought, yeah. I can't live with myself. I'm having tr- I was having trouble sleeping and it was just like, oh, I've got to do something. Uh, and also because I thought, there was a bit of me, if I'm honest, that thought, you know, when my kids are a certain age, I want to be able to look, this is the worst refugee crisis in I don't think that's ever been recorded. Yeah. Ever. And I don't want to get to the point where my kids will go, what, why, like the government didn't allow refugee children in and these people have been living in camps. A whole generation of people have never not lived in camps. What, what, could you, you know? explain, for, for the listeners in America, could you explain the, um, the, the situation we're talking about? Oh, what well, the Syrian refugee yeah, yeah, yeah. crisis where an entire, well, I mean, how, I don't know how many millions of people have bottomed out of Syria. There was that image of that young boy that was washed up on the mm. beach. Who's now my kids are now the same age as that young child was, and I just thought that that was it for me. I was like, I'm done. Yeah, me too. But like, in some ways, I think that I find that like really inspiring and quite like beautiful to think. Oh, having children can actively make you a better person because you've got them there and you want to be better for them. On the one hand, you're so exhausted. So exhausted. We're very lucky in that we don't have a proper job, do we? So, sure. you know, I mean, we can't really. Our lives have been cat's lives yeah. in terms of sleep. That's <laughs> over now. That's going to be over. Oh, so, God. But is it never the case that someone, for example, a very sleepy woman who's often been very lazy, <laughs> might pass those very strong genes on to them. The sleepiness genes. Yes, a sleepy, a sleepy woman who has procreated with a very sleepy man <laughs> and the baby themselves <laughs> is this, you know, the baby can't fight. You can't fight what you, you are. You can't fight genetics. No. Um, has that ever happened? I, do you know, you come out it, sleep for 12 hours. 
Well, you, well you're not allowed that. I'm certainly not allowed to sleep for 12 hours. They will starve. Um, that was, you've got to feed them every two hours at least. When I heard that, I was... I was furious. Yes, I felt Absolutely livid. You don't get that with dogs. Oh, God. I felt yeah. as if I had been conned when I was at the antenatal thing and they were like, so when they're really first born, their stomach's the size of a cherry and you will need to feed them you know, at the very least once every four hours, and that's if they're a very big baby and they've had very big feeds. Yeah. If they're little, you are looking really every two hours for the first couple of weeks. And I was like, um... Can we just rewind that? Yes, um, what if my baby, which I assume will be the golden child, um, <laughs> my baby will be sleeping for six to seven hours from the get-go, so I don't quite understand how I'll be able to be fitting in oh, these Josie, seeds. We all we all thought that. Oh, no. <laughs> there was a bit of me, I can remember Chloe and I going, oh, I think R2 will be all right there, won't it? <laughs> we genuinely had that conversation and went, I've seen other babies look like they're pretty hard work, but I reckon R2 oh, will be great. Right. But do Every you think a bit of positive delusion helps? Oh, you need it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely go with that and don't question it and don't let anyone deter you from that path of delusion. Just really hang on to that. Grip it, grip, hold both mm. hands. and uh, <laughs> Because reality, uh, and also, by the way, you might have it. Do you know what I mean? You might have we a baby. Could, we could be the first ones. You, you, could get, you could get lucky. Oh, we didn't. People say stuff like this to you. After six weeks, you'll find it gets a lot easier. After three months, it's really... Six months in and you'll want... Once after a year, they'll sleep through. You're like, Jesus. <laughs> we were like two years going, come on, somebody give us a bloody break wow, here. You know. Intense. Yeah, man. And are you both freelance as well? Yeah. So Chloe's got her own business. She's a project manager. And then I do this, my stupid job, you know. <laughs> Hold that thought because we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Josie and Johnny, they're having a baby. Can I come back to what you were saying earlier about uh, the fact that having kids has sort of almost inspired your politics further? Because I have friends who have had kids and they have completely lost their political identity, given up on a lot of things and just really concentrated on uh, making money for the kids and and, and having a life for them. And I I tried very hard not to be incredibly judgmental because I know how hard raising a family is. But I'm so delighted by the fact that you said... Your response to seeing the refugee crisis was to go, I've got kids, I've got to do something. Well, do you know what? I think it's part of your personality anyway, isn't it? And I think your children heighten that bit of your empathy or your... Mm. They they really heighten it. You know, like loads of things that I used to be able to watch, like, um, you know, if there was a TV series where a kid's abducted or whatever, I was, you know, I'd be like, yeah, that's awful, but, you know, I would be happily watching. I can't even watch that programme. I can't watch shows like that because immediately you you think about your kid. But having children, I just don't have the time to... Because you have a responsibility to them as well. Mm. You could just... If you've got one kid, you can do more than... (laughs) You've got two, two babies. I mean, for God's sake, yeah, you can't do anything. Do you feel a bit like now I have brought twins through infancy, I can do anything? Do you feel like it's like changed you as an, a person who can organise or who can... No. <laughs> You're just like, how did we do it and why? No, I don't know. Yeah, that. I don't know how we did it. I tell you what... Uh, um, you're going to struggle with, Johnny, and this is what I struggle with, is that for the first couple of weeks, you are high on hormones. You, unless, and I, hopefully you're not going to have postnatal depression, but if you are fortunate and you don't have that and you 
are like a lot of mothers your hormones uh, your oxytocin levels are like going through the roof nice uh, you Sweet. are you you know <laughs> every time you breastfeed you're going to be feeling good hormones you're feeling good hormones about yourself you're going to feel you're going to feel great about you and you're going to feel great about your baby um you Johnny are not going to feel anything. We don't get that. We don't get that. So what you will do, well, what happened to me, and, and you, you can tell me afterwards if you got this, but I had two weeks of very intense adrenaline, of the most, oh, wow. the, the strongest adrenaline I've ever had. And I was like, I'll be there for you. I'm up. I'm there. What do you need? Da-da, da-da, da-da. I'm the best. Look how brilliant a partner I am. I am the best. <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> and then those two, I think that's why they, I think that's why like paternal leave is only two weeks. Two weeks. Because they're like, you know what, mate? I'm done now. Um, <laughs> I'm out. And then you crash because you're exhausted and you don't have any of those happy hormones. Mm. You've got zero hormones keeping you awake. And then that's when I was like, no, no, but I'm just thinking the conditions of like your partner having um, the C-section to recover from and having the two babies. It, mm. you and know, and breastfeeding, breastfeeding both of them at the same time. She lost like, uh, I would say, a stone and a half. Oh God, of course, because how do you eat enough to do that? Yeah. You've got to, to eat two people's worth of food. And also, know, if she's mad. kind of unable to get up after the cesarean there are two things together just so I remember going on a holiday with some mates and they said oh we've got a house in Wales and so we all went to Wales but we went with our kids and they were like eight months old and they were not sleeping at all and they were like what do you guys need we'll help you whatever you need and I said do you know what guys what would be great is if Chloe and I could have a lion that would be the most amazing thing and we never got a lion they just never gave us a lion and I thought well no but fair enough this is your holiday and you no they're dicks unfriend (laughs) unfriend yeah I know they didn't get it and then they had a kid and I remember them saying how did you not cope with the lack of sleep I went I just want to just want to remind you just want to remind you of that trip in Wales (laughs) where you found me uh, weeping uh, in the toilet because I hadn't slept I'd slept an hour and a half in about three days um Jen. That was about. Who's <laughs> Jack? Uh, I, I, I hate them. I hate I these guys. Ditch them. Never sleep oh, again. Come on holiday with us. That's what you've got to do. This <laughs> is, Once we've had the baby. Once we've had the baby. Because you'll know. <laughs> <Yeah>. you, you. <laughs> oh, mate, I'll know. Don't trust me. I'll know. But that's interesting. Like, how do you, like, how do you deal with like the fact that that's a new life experience? That yeah, you might have. I do have lots of friends who are parents. But I also have lots of friends who aren't at all. Like, how do you deal with the fact that like you're suddenly in this different world? Um, I think it was easier for me because I was 39 when the kids were born. So I'm already sort of done the things that I wanted to do in that regard. Mm. But saying that, actually, saying that, I'd also had 39 years of having a hell of a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and then that very much changed. And all that, you know, that impact, you know, the way, you, you, as a couple, you can be impulsive and go, should we go for a walk? Should we meet our mates down the pub? Should we should we go for a wave for a weekend? Should we go to LA and see our mates? That's gone. That is gone. Uh, can I ask a question here? Yes. Do you mind? Of course No, because I sort of jumped over you. <laughs> no, no, don't be silly. I love you. Um, you two sorry. are the cutest, honestly. <laughs> it's just for show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the question I wanted to ask you, in Britain... Paternal leave is, um, is it, two what, weeks. Is it two weeks, yeah. Um, it's in appalling, isn't Norway, it? In Norway, it's, uh, I don't know, 14 years or something. <laughs> uh, in America, it's not even as much as two weeks. I don't know what it is. But, but they only get two weeks, 14 days holiday, holiday yeah. which is appalling. I honestly think you're not entitled 
to any paid leave. There's no like, compulsory parental yeah. leave of any kind yeah. in America. Wow. That's but, awful. but there are people who are fighting for it. Like there are definitely big campaigns that I've sure. seen, and it's so strange. It's good for men and it's good for women. It's good well, for I think it's society. Why, I think it's why a lot of. Uh, I think it's we we were talking about this. I think it's why a lot of families uh, break up. It's if you don't life's bond, hard, if you don't hard. yeah, life's hard. If you don't get involved, you can feel like an outsider in your own family because it's all happening without you. And you know you are an outsider in as much as if you're not the mother and you're not feeding the baby, the baby only wants mum and you have to reconcile yourself with that now Mm. and say, right, what can I do to make my partner's life as easy as possible because Joseph's going to be under the cosh for most of the time. And also, as I say, I think my baby would be a little bit more considerate. <laughs> All of these very demanding babies. You know, babies want mummy and then yeah. they want daddy or, in my case, other mummy later. Um, but certainly, and, and it's really easy. You could easily feel, allow yourself to feel left out. And I made, I made a concerted effort and I made a decision very early on I knew that was going to happen because I'd seen it happen before that I was just going to just be there I was just going to be there all the time because not only am I um, the secondary uh, caregiver I'm not even related to them you know I'm not a blood relative of my children Um, and not that that means I mean it means nothing to me because if it did I wouldn't it hasn't not at all not in the slightest bit um that was really important because I knew that I needed to have we need we needed to have a mutual um, bond, and the only way to do that was for my bond had to happen before the baby's. You can't wait for the baby to bond with you, and then of you go, course. "Oh, now you notice me." Fine, okay, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here for you. You better. You've got to go in and go. You and me, kid, we're in it together. Oh, and lovely. when you're ready to come to me, I'm here, and the, and you're just there. And the baby will one day just t- look at you. And you'll pick it up and it, and then when someone tries to take the, your daughter or your son away from you, he or she will just burst into tears and you'll be like, damn straight, mate, because I'm the one. I'm the one you want to be with. Damn straight. That's really nice. That's really nice. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so Thank much you. for doing that. Oh, wonderful. guys. It was really Bye, a pleasure. It was delightful. Twins. No. We are having just one baby. Uh, it was wonderful talking to Jen and realising that it's going to be okay. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, just a whole lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Yeah, she is a real joy to talk to. I, I just think she's a brilliant comic, great person. So thanks so much for listening to the show. If you want to look us up online, uh, my website's josielong.com. My Twitter's at josielong. Johnny's at johnnydonahoe.co.uk. Yeah, didn't didn't go for .com, no. as we've said before. Uh, he's at Johnny Donahoe. And Jen Brister is also on Twitter. She's at Jen Brister. Also, make sure you go to Apple Podcasts and give us a, a good rating, if you can. A five-star rating, I think, is what, that's what we recommend. But, you know, you do whatever you want. Um, and review it if you like the show. But if, uh, if you don't want to do that, that's absolutely fine. Thanks just for listening. This show is produced by Ruth Barnes and Laura Sheeter from Chalk and Blade for Stitch Up. And we'd like to say a special thanks to Stephanie Kariyuki and Laura Mayer. And we are Josie and Johnny. If you want any more, sign up for Stitcher Premium to hear every episode of Josie and Johnny are having a baby with you ad free and before anyone else gets to hear them. For a free month of listening, uh, go to stitcherpremium.com forward slash baby and use the promo code BABY. Next week, we'll be talking to some other people who'll be very important, very interesting, so don't miss out. Subscribe to us at Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. But until then, goodbye, look after yourselves. Have a great week. Hold up. 
Stitcher.